kind of seems somewhat counterintuitive uh, to be in the middle of a public health crisis and to hear that one of the first financial victims of this pandemic will be doctors and their practices. Uh, many GPs are making decisions today about whether to close, and many will be making them in the following days because of a whirlwind of situations that has made a doctor's practice deeply unprofitable. Remarkable, really, isn't it? In the middle of a health crisis where we need our doctors. So in the days before the lockdown, GPs were besieged by clients seeking medications and treatments before we were all confined to barracks. And the doctors worked huge hours and in many cases took on new staff to cope with the rush over the last month. Meanwhile, they were busy investing in pandemic equipment. They were buying Perspex screens and they were hiring porter cabins outside their practice for COVID patients. Uh, that's to keep them apart from others. And they were buying scrubs and masks and gloves. And then there was the decision by all GPs to move to virtual consulting. So doctors then had to invest in phones and laptops and applications because they wanted to do 70% of their consults electronically. And then, of course, the country shut down. And then, of course, no one went to the doctors. 30 to 40% of practices' income comes from co-payments from you and I. So the cash flow for doctors immediately plummeted. But the extra staff still needed their pay, and the porter cabin outside still needed its rent being paid. So here we are, five days in, and doctors are falling financially. It doesn't seem right, does it? You know, a pandemic has always been predicted. They come with regularity. Smallpox ravaged the Romans, killing five million. The flu after the First World War. TB, polio, SARS. We should know this. We should be ready, but we're not. Pandemic preparation seems to be a no-brainer for any healthcare community, and yet we fail to invest time and time again. And the doctors didn't have the kit. They bought it at the last moment. This morning, uh, we heard with uh, Mike Hosking the opinion of a French public health expert by the name of Jean-Dominique Michel. And he talked about how much we already know about, you know, all that sort of thing, how no one really tests enough and the stupidity of wet markets and the blame of modern lifestyle for creating all these underlying symptoms. If you look at Italy, half the people who died had three or more uh, other diseases. Only 0.8% had just COVID. And there were the factors that gave them the underlying symptoms. There they are, junk food, pollution, stress, and physical activity. But he also lay much of the blame on the elephant in the economy room. Italy's shocking level of fatalities due to an underinvestment in healthcare facilities, just not enough hospital beds. Germany, six ICU beds, Perth, 1,000 people. Switzerland, 3.5. France, three. Italy, just two. It's a modern structural disease all over the world. Populations have swelled, but the infrastructure to care for that population has been left to deteriorate. So combine that with our New Zealand doctors going to the wall, I wonder why they were not prepared for the pandemic and why successive governments did not ensure an adequate pandemic plan, including the provision of kit for the practices. They should not have had to pay for the porter cabins. They should not have had to pay for the PPEs. And I don't really want to tell you how many ICU beds this country has. Okay, I will. We have just under five per 100,000. Australia has just under nine. The European average, including Italy and Spain and France, the European average, just under 12. Germany, 30 ICU beds per 100,000. We have five. 
You can't run the sort of immigration and birth rates that we had over the past 20 years and not spend proportionally on your health infrastructure, but we did. We now have tents and hospital car parks and GPs going bust after just five days.